The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now I'm joined by Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. Luke, good morning. Good morning, Pat. We want to talk about Son of Omicron. We do. <laughs> That's not its official name. Not quite, no. But it no. is one of the offspring of Omicron. It is a new variant, Pat. Eris, they're calling it, E-R-I-S, which is a strange name, isn't it? Um, but that's the name they've dubbed it, you know. And that's now becoming the more prominent, I guess, variant in COVID-19, especially in the UK and Northern Ireland, actually, and in the US. They're measuring things much more there, you see. Okay, they're so looking that, that, at the prevalence of it among all the other Omicron variants around, yeah. and it's becoming dominant, is it's it? It's growing, yeah. So it's growing like 20% increase per week in the UK, for instance. In the US at the moment, 17.3% of cases are Eris. The previous variant, Pat Kraken, remember that one? Yeah. That's XBB1. That now seems to be going down. Eris is going up, seems to be happening. Now, how harmful is it? Is it a variant of concern or not? No, no, that's the first thing to say, Pat. That's got that very clear. Nothing to worry about here yet, thankfully. No increase in, in disease, shall we say. You know, it just seems to be more transmissible, so there's more people catching it as one idea. But as ever, you know, you've got to keep an eye on it. Uh, if it spreads more and more, the risk of more variants is always there, you see. Every time the virus divides, there's a risk of a new variant, so hence they're keeping an eye on it. But at the moment, n- no massive increase in hospitalizations, for instance. Slight increase, upticks here and there. But not, yeah. nothing to worry about yet is the view. So we're, we're talking about a handful of cases at the beginning of uh, July, maybe a dozen cases uh, that, you know, now, that sort of increase. That's right. And in Ireland, Pat, there was a 51.8% increase between week 30 and week 29 in cases, you see. Okay. And that uh, seems yeah. like an awful lot, doesn't it? It does. But it was a low base. It had gone right down, you see, in June, you know, very low numbers in June. But now it's going up. And that, that you know, 50% increase is, is not insubstantial. Are people talking about different symptoms with this particular variant? They are. Yeah, it's interesting this, they're measuring this very, uh, very closely as ever. Same old symptoms again, you know, runny nose, sore throat and so on, muscle lakes here and there. But interestingly, less uh, shortness of breath. That doesn't seem to be a feature. Uh, Loss of smell is less of a feature as well. And less fever. Whereas the other ones were inclined in, in some people yeah. because of fever. This one, so it's less severe in terms of overall yeah. symptoms. But this is just the look of the draw. I mean, that the variant that has been produced at this point is transmissible, but not that harmful. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and it's probably because our immunity is so strong, remember. Every time a new variant crops up now, the hope is you've built up immunity anyway to the previous ones. And now you fight it more effectively and hence there's less symptoms is the overall idea. Now, in terms of uh, the science, they've been working hard to find out why some people just don't get COVID or can't be seen to get COVID. They don't uh, develop any symptoms. They don't get sick. Do yeah. we know why? Yeah, big one. Pat, this is the best thing that's happened in, in the science of COVID in the past sort of six months or so. Great publication. Um, Australian group did this fantastic fantastic study. They examined people who would be exposed to the virus, say in your household or whatever, and didn't catch COVID. People often ask me, oh, my wife had COVID. I didn't get it, this kind of thing. You know? And now they found a really good predictor. It's called HLA-B15 is the name of it, usual mouthful. What is that? That's an immune system gene. If you carry that variant in that immune system gene, if you have one copy, you're twice as likely to have no symptoms than if you didn't catch Two copies, eight times less likely to have symptoms. Pretty high, you know? In other words, yeah. if you have two of these B15s in your body, you're a lot less likely to, to, get, to, to get COVID-19. You might still get infected, of course, but you won't develop disease. You won't develop disease. Yeah, now, yeah. this is a sample size that is persuasive. It is very, they took 30,000 samples, 30,000 people. It was in the US, actually. Bone marrow donors gave a sample of their blood for bone marrow donation. Of those, 1,428 caught COVID and didn't get disease. 
In other words, they were the ones who and these stayed symptom unvaccinated free. People. Un, they were unvaccinated people. Unvaccinated people. They, they were they 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 were positive for the virus, but didn't develop disease. They were the ones they found this HLA B fifteen in. You see, and that gave us the evidence then. And what's very nice part about this is, so what B fifteen does is it does it takes a piece of the virus, right? Yeah. Shows it to your T cells. Now T cells are the key cells to kill a virally infected cell, you know, and those T cells get activated and then, and then killed, kill the virus effectively, you know. That B15 is very good at doing that. That's the first thing. But secondly, it's also able to show bits of other coronaviruses that cause the common cold, you know. Yeah. So it looks as if you might have had a cold a year ago, right? That got B15 going, if you B15, got the T cells ready. And then when the real COVID came along, the T cells were there. They've been trained by being exposed to the cold virus. And we had a hint of that, you may remember, during COVID. Like, like one thing sometimes, if you had the common cold, it would give you some protection. The answer yeah. seems to be yes, the common cold. Gives if, it, if, if, if you've if, got HLA B15. Exactly. If you have B15 and you had a cold, that will give you good protection against COVID-19. All right. So now they understand why some people don't uh, exhibit COVID symptoms because uh, some of them had no symptoms whatsoever yeah, uh, that's right. w- with the help of HLA B15. What does it mean, though, for therapeutics? Well, it could mean better vaccines, because if you know what the piece of the virus that's being shown to the T cell in the B15 molecule, you could make that into a vaccine, you see, because that would really get the immune system going. You know, So the immediate output from this is much, much stronger vaccines, effectively, because now you know what the vulnerable part of the virus is, you see, and then you could use that as a vaccine. Okay, so that that's very promising. In, in the meantime, is there a need for precautions, you know, for people? Because um, I heard Shane Beattie, I think, saying this morning that he had loads of people he knows have COVID now, having yeah. been at festivals and stuff yep. like that. Is it time, you know, for some precautionary yep. things like masks in hospitals and stuff like that? Well, the HSE, remember, Pat, are all over this. And if you look at the HSE site, you see all this stuff now. So what they're saying is most of those in hospital are over 65. So it's the older people, yet again, sadly, need to be careful, you know. And in fact, 300 65 people are in hospital at the moment with, with COVID-19. A, a lot of those are over 65s. So okay. again, they need to get the vaccine. There will be a booster campaign in the autumn and it'll be the over 65s that'll be given access to the vaccine first and foremost. Um, secondly, if you have any symptoms, stay home. The same old thing. Stay same home. Same old thing. Stay home 48 hours. They reckon stay at home if you have symptoms. If you test positive, stay home for five days. Just stop it spreading. Babe. Can we do anything now to slow this down a little bit? And of course, if you, are, if you are a bit vulnerable, avoid enclosed crowded spaces, the usual kind of thing that yeah. we had before, you see, and that'll re- decrease your risk of catching yeah. it. Uh, will the uh, autumn vaccine contain errors or will they, you, you know, bother with that or, you know, if it's not of that much concern? Well, the beauty is that the beauty of the RNA technology that was used for the vaccines, you can make them very quickly now, as you know, and they're making an Eris vaccine as we speak because you can take the RNA now from Eris, stick it in the vaccine, you know. There's one, the the Kraken one is there already, by the way, you see. And in the US, they're saying, wait a bit, you know, we'll wait and see. Now, in the autumn, it could well be Eris and Kraken might be the combination in in the new vaccine that comes along and they're being tested as we speak. And that makes sense because you want to use a vaccine against the viruses out there, don't you? Because you'll see more efficacy against that one. How close to herd immunity do, do you think? I think we're pretty, we're pretty close. You see, the thing is, we're pretty close now, Pat, because so many people are still getting infected and not getting that severe disease, are they, anymore, you know? And that means immunity has built up. So, in other words, the herd is pretty immune, I would say, at this stage. But as ever, it's the vulnerable ones we've got to look out yeah. for, and that's the older people and the ones with certain underlying conditions. They're still vulnerable because their immune systems 
aren't yeah. as strong. And the know? mysteries of long COVID continue. Well, that, now that's the last thing to say on this one, Pat, because if you catch this virus, there's a risk of long COVID, even even with Eris, you know. So anybody who catches the COVID, they mightn't get sick, but they might develop long COVID. So again, yeah. it's another reason to try and avoid catching it and making sure that your vaccines are up to date. And for people who have long COVID, do we know what this Eris does to them? Not, no, we don't. But the, well, again, the, the good news partly, Pat, is if you've been vaccinated and you catch Eris, there's less of a chance of long COVID. So that, that's really clear now. Any vaccination will decrease the risk of long COVID anyway. You know, it'll be, it'll be the same with Eris. Yeah. Uh, I'm just testing negative after nine days of testing positive for COVID. I don't know how they can say how much COVID is around when there's no longer an active COVID app to log your infection. This is my second time to have COVID and this time it's not easier than before. That's from Yvonne. Yeah, that just shows you. It's funny, but I mean, the monitoring is mainly in hospitals and nursing homes at the moment. It is, there's no more community monitoring happening. Maybe so that, people maybe. who are suffering in silence at home. Well, they are. That's are not right. being counted. Yeah, yeah. And then we have to thank the UK, Pat. The UK found Eris, you know, really. Yeah. And the, the UK has a great surveillance system. So, so we're following what, what's happening in the UK and in Northern Ireland, using their data, as it were, to inform us. But the HSC is monitoring this. They take samples all over the community, but not, not, not as widespread as it was before, obviously. All right. Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.